You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check out the Glebe Central Pub in the heart of the Glebe. Visit them for tasty food, great drinks, and an interactive experience. Always something going on at the GCP. And if you're a Sens fan, check out the Glebe Central Pub shuttle to and from the CTC for $17 round trip. I'm Ross Levitan. With me, as always, is Brandon Piller. Pillsy's got the jersey on. It's a random 2 p.m. Thursday game. But holy, feels like three, four, five games in one. We'll discuss all of that coming up on the postcast. The chat is already lit up. If you aren't in there now, you can always join us after each and every Ottawa Senators game today. In Stockholm, Sweden, the Senators get a 5-4 overtime result against the Detroit Red Wings. Tim Stutzla with two seconds left in overtime, bats it out of midair and sends the walk-off crowd home. We're going to hear from a few Sens fans who are in that crowd, Pilsy, but I want to hear from Pilsy's couch. How'd you take that one in? My God, that was a roller coaster of emotions, Ross. Uh I'm in my basement screaming, going nuts when it's 4 nothing. I'm already thinking, okay, this is going to go well. The Sens are not going to screw this up. Slowly, it starts deteriorating into a debacle, Ross, and it ends up being 4-4. Thank God, at least the Senators got it to overtime because they couldn't get off the ice quick enough there. And then in overtime, it's a back-and-forth affair. And look, say what you want, but... I think when you're playing paddle all day, the day before, you're going to be able to bat those pucks out of the air a little bit better. And Timmy has a perfectly executed bat to win this game with just seconds left. And what a honestly, Ross, it's more a relief than anything. Like, obviously, I was excited about the win. You got to get the two points, give a loser point to Detroit, unfortunately. But just the relief that we don't have to sit here and talk about how they blew a 4 nothing lead. We'll talk about it a little bit. We'll talk about it a little bit. But that doesn't end up being the kind of exclamation point on this. It's Timmy with that walk-off home run. Whew. That's the kind of goal we needed from Tim Stutzla here, Aros. Eh, oh, it was unbelievable. And Timmy had been dancing all game, specifically in the first period. The whole team kind of yeah. fell apart after. But his assist on Brady's second goal was absolutely remarkable it was wizardry it was amazing backhand spinorama as he's falling and we got to give Brady Kachuk a ton of credit on that for being able to stop on stop it on a dime the way he did through two bodies being able to track the route of the puck and made no mistake bang well, he's ball. in his office Ross he's gonna get those if he has the space he certainly will so yes Tim Joe Carter Stutzla tale says it was seriously you know it, it almost like he whacked all the negativity out of what was about to be a very disgruntled postcast because the Senators, yes. <laughs> in no uncertain terms, let this game go to the wayside and gave a division opponent a point that they had no business getting based on the first period. And maybe less so of the team. I feel like it wasn't Ottawa dominating shift after shift. Even when it was 4 nothing. the Red Wings still had the shot clock advantage. This yeah. was James Reimer not playing very well. The third and fourth goals in particular were kind of ones you'd expect a goalie to have at this level, but it's not about how, it's how many. And how did you feel? What point were you like, okay, this one's going to go the wrong way? Mark Mathot tweeting out that even at 4 nothing, he sent a text to his buddy saying, I think Detroit's coming back to win this one. Like, At what point was your confidence starting to get shot? When it was 4-2, I still thought this was going to be okay. I mean, a four-goal lead is a pretty good cushion. So when they get two, you're like, okay, the Red Wings gain a little momentum. Good for them. Uh, 
But then that 4-3 goal, Ross, uh, when he – I don't even want to say it. Alex Dabrinkit gets that goal. That was a tough one for Sens fans to watch. That's when I started to get nervous because you could see the morale boost that that had. Like, Cat was very stoked to get that goal up, up against the Ottawa Senators, his old team, after being booed uh, anytime he's at a Sens home game. And all his teammates were very happy he got that goal, too. So I was like, that is going to be a TSN turning point right there. But luckily, Timmy ends up being the TSN turning point. Timmy superstar at the end. Thank goodness. Goal and two assists for Tim Stutzley. He's up to 20 points in 14 games on the season. Let's go through this game a little bit because there's so much to unpack. Ottawa scores their classic one power play goal. They got it early in this game with just under six minutes in. And I mean, they, they carried the play from there after Brady got his first Mike Johnson put on his uh, Nostradamus hat saying, Hey, Brady only scores in two goal spurts, all five games, two goal games this year. He's now got 10 goals on the year, but Pilsy, it was something else to you that set the tone. It was Jacob Bernard Docker putting on his K-Train suit and putting a, a, a licking right on R- Michael Rasmussen, who's not a small guy. Might be a scrub, but he's a big guy. And that wasn't the only guy. Uh, JBD got the best of uh, Joe Volano as well. And then there, uh, Christian Fisher, like, he had three hits on the game. And all three hits, he's knocking guys on their ass. Like, you love to see that. And... I can't think of a time where I've seen JBD throw the body at all. And Ross, we've been talking about it. JBD needed to find his niche. He needed to find what he could do that helps him stay in an NHL roster, even though Shabbat's out right now. Obviously, that leaves a roster spot. But he's proving that he's got some skill sets. Like we talked about it a couple episodes ago, Ross. Uh, JBD is leading this team in block shots and he hasn't even played every game. And now he's doling out hits like that. Like is JBD uh, a shut down defenseman? It's looking like that's something that he can do pretty well. Uh, and it's been a good sample size here. We often hear of players that come to a team and they take on, you know, they watch a, an all-star. Like I'm sure Claude Giroux just being around, you know, he helps other guys in the face-off circle with their positioning, with where to be, just with their high hockey IQ. But I also think it's as a role model, right? With players watching him. Where am I going with this? Well, I think Jacob Bernard Docker, if he wants to see a path where he can be a $4 million defenseman one day, you know, like a legit top four option. It's great that he gets a front row seat to watch Artem Zub because again, tonight, Artem Zub breaking up defensive plays. And I thought Zub was pretty solid in the zone. And that's the prototype that JBD has got to really get into. But JBD had a heck of a game. We'll save our Sen Central standouts for after. But right now we're already hearing it in the chat. It's all about the fire helmet that made its way across the Atlantic. Rook Chartier has it right now. Pilsy, who should the four options be for him? I've obviously got Tim Stutzla, who had a goal and two assists. We've got Brady Kachuk, who had two goals. But we also have to really think about this because it's not always who has the most points, as we know from past experience. Well, last time I called it was Chartier, right? You got to go with the, the story. So, Ross... Although I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lock in this pick like I did last time, but I think Branny should be on that list. They might give it to Branny here just because you know it's a big day for him. He he gets to do the face off, wins the draw. By the way, you love to see that, uh, and I think that might be the storyline that they go with here because Timmy gets enough shine as it is. I mean, his nickname is Timmy Superstar, and he's leading the team in points. So I think the the dressing room likes to give shine out to the unsung heroes and highlight them in uh, special moments. So Branny, 
Brandon's a sneaky candidate here. Although I don't, that helmet's going to look enormous on Eric Brandstrom's head. You think Eric Brandstrom had on his uh, bingo card at the start of his uh, his season or maybe the, how the last couple of years as a guy who's, you know, finding his way, that he'd be taking a ceremonial face-off with Nick Lidstrom dropping the puck before this game? <laughs> Obviously very cool that they had the Swedes go out and do it, but it kind of does feed into our narrative where it's like, why were these teams chosen to go over there? Last time Ottawa was over there, it made perfect sense. It was Eric Carlson, the captain. It was Gabriel Landeskog, the captain of Colorado. But anyways... That's something that I can take with me for a conversation later. This game had too many dips and dives, lots of tense moments, and also some comedy. Pilsy. Alex Debrinkit taking the hooking penalty and then having the audacity to call Jake Sanderson a diver as he goes to the box for Jake Sanderson to then go out and score on the power play was just poetic justice. Yeah, you love to see that. And that's, uh, don't lie, Ross, right? Like, that's the hockey gods being like, hey, no, that was uh, that was a good call on you. And Jake Sanderson, he gets the last laugh in that one. Although, Ross, maybe I shouldn't say he gets the last laugh because the Brinkett's goal, Jake Sanderson was on the ice for. So, kind of evens out in the wash. But, hey, that's all right. It's all right. Jake Sanderson led all senators in ice time with 26 minutes and 53 seconds, a goal, an assist, plus two, three shots on goal, had a hit as well, and, and was using his skating to his advantage throughout the game. Even just like the footwork to get open himself up and have that golden opportunity where he converted on his goal. The shot wasn't a lead. It did go five hole, one that Reimer probably wants to have, but to put himself in that prime real estate was great. Same thing that Shane Gossespierre did in the third, but thank goodness Sanderson's stick didn't explode on him like it did for Gossespierre. That was a prime, prime chance. Coming up by a hot player too, Ross. Like Gossespierre is having a hot game. So for him to get that opportunity in that spot, thank goodness that stick broke. We're just scratching the surface on the recap of this game because even the ebbs and flows that went back towards the Detroit Red Wings will get into how that occurred and how this became a 4-4 game. But then the Senators had one and two chances in the last five minutes on power plays that we have always laughed because they always bite the Sens when they take them. A too many men penalty and a delay of game penalty. Why couldn't the Sens power play convert? We'll have those conversations next. But as always, the postcast is brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub in the heart of the Glebe. People listen to us right now at the Glebe Central Pub. You can visit them after each and every Ottawa Senators game, 779 Bank Street. You can go there for great food, tasty drinks, and the vibe is always 10 out of 10. They've got um, event nights, like they've got open mic nights, live music nights, if you're into that sort of thing. And they've also got the Send Shuttle that goes to and from the CTC. Only $17. Great price, round trip. Sue gets you there in one piece. Bring a roadie, of course. Have a great time at the Glebe Central Pub. 779 Bank Street. Let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. Without them, there'd be no postcast. Shout out to our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. The postcast is also brought to you by Parkview Advance, guys. If you're a business owner, you realize there are times where receivables might fall behind. It happens, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped business secure working capital. From just $5,000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. Nice and quick. It's much easier than you think. We invite any entrepreneurs that are Locked On Senators fans to learn more by calling them at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. 
If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance helping business with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com right now. Welcome back to the postcast after a 5-4 Ottawa Senators win. Thanks to Tim Stutzla, Timmy Bats right out of the air, walk-off dinger with two seconds left in overtime. Pilsy, did you notice that the clock said zero on the score bug on the TV? No, but I did notice uh, in the third, uh, the score bug hit zero early on. So it did as well in overtime. And I had that exact thought that when it went in, because what they did, I think they knew it was a little ahead. They actually took the score bug off with about three seconds left and it was counting down. So I'm doing my mental math, math guy, three, two, one. Then I believe it was uh, Batherson, right? That picked it up. Yeah, Batherson gets it. And I'm counting. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was three seconds. Hits the stick, goes up, and I'm just waiting. And it wasn't even a bang-bang play. Two full seconds left after Tim Stutzla went, uh, man, that that was just awesome. It wasn't like he batted it out of the air. That was like Barry Bonds in his prime, like the wind-up and then follow-through. That was Good thing there wasn't a uh, face or any sort of body part in the way because he had some velocity on that swing. I need to get, hey, we got the next-gen stats. I need to see how hard that shot was. What was the exit, the exit velocity on that one, Pilsy? Yeah, I love that. And the key, Ross, is I think a lot of players in that situation, you know, the clock is ticking down, it's overtime, the puck's in the air. I think they're just immediately trying to get a stick on it, right? Like, just instinctively, right? Like, that's what you're going to try to do. You don't know how much time is left. But Timmy has the wherewithal and the hockey IQ to be like, I'm not going to waste a swing. Like, I'm waiting for it to be right in my strike zone, and then I'm going to get it. And he hits it at the perfect time. James Reimer has no clue what's going on. Like, after the goal, if you watch, he's kind of like throw. it's like a yard sale. He's throwing a stick, and he's doing the splits. Like, no chance for him there. And Tim Stutzler gets the big goal that we wanted to see. And this guy, Ross, like... He's just quietly dominating. Well, that one, not so quietly. That was emphatically dominating. But what's he up to now? 20 points? 20 points on the season. Six In off. 14 games. Six, six off the NHL lead, by the way. Wow. I mean, there's some guys in between. But that's still pretty impressive. And again, the Senators have played the least amount of games of any team. Tim Stutzla, three points. The Ottawa Senators win five to three in overtime. 41 shots on goal for Detroit. Ottawa had 34. The Senators, again, find a way to get one, but not any more power play goals. They go one for six. Detroit over three with the man advantage. That's better than three for five, which Detroit was when they were playing in Ottawa, October 26. The Wings win the faceoff. Circle battle, 56.3%. The Wings have 60.4% of the five-on-five shot share, and they double the Senators in hits, 29-14. to Pilsy, before we get to our Send Central standouts, we said we wanted to hear from people who were boots on the ground. So why why don't we go here from Avi Bulka, who I believe is chat. We're going to try this out. Let me know that the volume works okay. Um, But here is Avi Bulka's thoughts on the Ottawa Senators win live nice. from Avicii Arena. All right, we are boots on the ground at Avicii Arena here. Senators, Senators just pulled off a 5-4 overtime win by yours truly, not me, Tim Stutzla. Uh, you know, the first period, boys play great. As we all know, there's no need to talk about that second period. Uh, let's just talk about that goal. Two seconds left, out of midair. 
Can't get better than that in Sweden, baby. Go Sens, go! Absolutely love that. And if you go. To, hey, send it in. We got the Dropbox. Uh, yeah, perfect. So it worked. Good, good to hear because we are going to get more reaction. Our guy, Sean Redding, was yep. at the game sitting front row at the goal line. I'm trying to get – he said he has a video of the goal. He put like 40, 40 files in the Dropbox because we were having trouble getting it to work. So now as we're talking, I'm trying to figure out which one it is. Pompey Games Room, you're in the chat right now. Let me know which one the Tim Stutzel one is because we're buzzing right now. I don't have the time to watch each single one, but we absolutely love having our guy boots on the ground. Avi Polka, great to see. We'll get him on uh, Saturday as well. Our guy Matt from Sensetennial has been posting a lot on his Sensetennial podcast page over on Twitter. Just uh, a great vibes night because of the way it ended. But Pilsy, this one fell apart in a hurry. And no, 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 we're not going with bad bounces, but that Perongle, I mean... (laughs) That parangle was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. How can a shot? I'm I'm no expert in terms of how angles work, but the, okay. the shot was the trajectory was this. It hits a blunt hip, I believe. A blunt hip. <laughs> boom! Right in behind him. Ross, I don't I don't know. Honestly, uh, Pillsy, not a physics major. I don't get that one either. But yet again, Ross, that's another puck don't lie. Like Perron was emphatic about the fact that he scored a goal earlier on and that goal should have counted. He thought he didn't push the pad in. And normally, Ross, the, the players, sometimes they'll try to sell it, but he was damn sure that that should have been a goal. So that's the hockey gods being like, all right, you didn't get a weird one earlier. We'll give you a weird one here and call it even. So... Way she goes. Uh, it is the way she goes. But tonight, the the way the way that it all kind of unfolded, just it, it almost. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm happy with the way it all fell apart because it really was just kind of gross. Four that goals, was stressful. Four goals in seven and a half minutes, right? Like, yeah, it, it deteriorated into a debacle, as our friend Ray Ferrero would say. But crazy bounces. You could even see like Alex is pointing it out. But in the third period, right by the Red Wings bench. So in the offensive zone, for, or sorry, the defensive zone for the Senators, the puck was bouncing all over the place. Yeah, the backboards were really bouncy, and the wings were making a point of that, Ross. Even Mike Johnson mentioned that there was four or five times where the wings used that backboard to their advantage. In the end, though, the Senators get the, the advantage that sticks. Like, How much does this go into what you think should happen if if anything on Saturday? You still sticking with Forsberg? We're seeing a lot of people in the chat here that are wondering what the Senators do in goal. Look, if Corpy had been lights out, and I'm not saying he's bad, but it, it wasn't like he stole that game for the Sens. He had a bunch of good saves, kept them in it, uh, albeit... <laughs> Four nothing lead blown to four four, but ultimately they end up getting the win. But I just think it's a good idea to give Forzy the start here. I think I don't want to say it's the right thing to do because this is hockey is a business. You don't just toss out charity starts just because a guy's from the country you're playing in. But I just think it makes sense to give Forzy this opportunity because if he gets a big win, that's going to be such a morale boost. And this team is not going to be successful if they're not able to properly operate a 1A, 1B tandem. I, I mentioned earlier that they might get towards Corpy being the starter and Forsberg being the backup, but I don't think that's going to be sustainable, Ross, when we get into months unlike November where they play, what, eight games all month? Like, there's going to be a jam-packed schedule later on. They need both these goalies to feel confident and feel good. What a weird win, man. Yeah, oh my God. 
who um, stood out in this game? I think we should get to our Send Central standouts in a 5-4 win. Ottawa Senators over the Detroit Red Wings in Sweden. Number one. I think you're going to hit this one out of the park, Pilsy. Tim Stutzla, Timmy Superstar, number one. I mean, with the goal at the end, we've talked enough about that. I think everybody knows how that goes, so we'll leave that alone. But, Ross, I do want to highlight, again, the assist you were talking about, where he goes wide on Debrinkit. Debrinkit trips him up. Maybe not a penalty, but still, he falls down. But normally, Timmy would just stop and look at the ref and, and complain, right? Like, you know, Timmy does do that, and we hate to admit it, but he, he can get into that pattern where he stops the play and tries to sell the call a little bit too much. Not this time. He sticks with it. He slings it around. A beautiful pass all the way across. And, Ross, he doesn't need to look over there. He knows Brady Kachuk is right there at the net. If I get it to the net, Brady's going to be there, and he's going to bang it in, and that's exactly what happens. And uh, I'm forgetting his other assist, but uh, either way, three-point night for Timmy and when you get the game winner like that in that kind of fashion, like Timmy's making a name for himself for batting the puck, his first ever NHL goal. He bats it uh, to beat the Leafs, and now he gets another one here. So you love to see that hand-eye coordination from the European Timmy superstar. Oh, just a, an unreal uh, finish to to a game that had its ups and downs. And I mean, let, let's let's well, no, we'll save that for the end. We'll just focus on T- Timmy's brilliance here because even the first assist, I mean, the way that they were moving it around on the power play, everyone was getting a touch, and I really liked the way he was able um, to to make the the fine play rather um, to f- to find that empty space where he ultimately gets the shot, and then the rebound comes out, and Brady makes no mistake. So Timmy Timmy was feeling it all all first period, and then um, unfortunately. The real kind of if if you had to draw it up to kind of the the way this game started to get out of hand, I know we're doing standouts, but this is just a big part of the game that we we haven't talked yeah, about. No, our standouts, we're doing this, okay? Well, how come a high sticking review? I get I get having it. I mean, it was four nothing at the time, and then after that, they they review it. It's no power play at all, and then it's four one four two four three four four. Okay. Yeah. I get being able to review a four minute high stick, but if you can't review a two minute high sticking penalty, which is why Jacob Chikrin's penalty the other night stood, I get reducing it if it's your own stick, but I almost feel like the refs need to be like, oh, I called it. It wouldn't have been able to be reviewed. I get reducing it, but it shouldn't be like, oh, never mind. It's no penalty at all. There's no other penalty that if it's a bad call, you can be like, oh, never mind after. Then why, why is a four minute high stick can reduce to zero? I don't know. Can, can you review a delay of game penalty, though? I think that might be another one you can. I don't think it's our – I think, yeah, I guess you can. You can because if all four and one ref sees it clearly. Yeah. But still. Yeah. No, it's it's annoying nonetheless, Ross. But uh, That's my beef. Luckily, that didn't end up causing uh, a big problem here. Do you want to go with your next standout or we're gonna you're going to rain on the parade here? No, I'm good. I'm ready to go back to uh, to, to my, snap, snap my, it back to you. My Brady bunch of goals, two goals. He's got nice. ten on the year, eight shots on goal. Hope you hammered the over on that one. Gets the power play marker for Ottawa. He's still dashed too, and he was kind of floating around in the D zone a little bit on uh, on a couple of those goals. But- Ross, the one dash is not Brady's fault. It was a line change. He just yeah. popped on the ice and it goes off his foot. And then he's got to hustle back on a two-on-one that ultimately ends up in the net. So I, I'm not counting that one on Brady. Shouldn't have been standing there. 
<laughs> but uh, he was also getting in the mix physically. I thought he and Moritz yep. Sider, they've got a nice little battle going where they're always kind of heavy on each other down low behind the net. And uh, Brady came out with the puck more times than not. So I thought he did a good job with that. And obviously without his two goals, this is uh, a loss for Ottawa. So I've got Brady Kachuk as my first, but I've got two Pilsy. I know where you're going with your next one, but I don't want to take any shine away from another player. So we're doing two each Do it. in this one. You want to take yours or are you snapping it back to me? No, I'm snapping it back over to you. All right. Well, my second Sun Central standout is presented by the Gleep Central Pub is Jacob Bernard Docker. Uh, we already kind of talked about this, so I won't go over it too much, but three hits in this game and all three hits, he's knocking guys down. He knocks down Joe Volano. He knocks down Christian Fisher. And then what was the third one? Rasmussen? Yes. Yeah. So, like, to have three big hits like that in one game is a big deal, even if it's a guy like Zub or Chikrin or, you know, uh, Clevin in, in uh, some capacities, like guys that throw the weight around. If you can do that three times in the game is pretty impressive. But for a guy like JBD that doesn't really do that, I was pretty impressed by that and starting to see him really put the effort in to say, Hey, maybe uh, the way I'm used to playing in college and Belleville is enough there. But if I'm going to carve a spot for me on this NHL roster, I got to play a little more physical and start blocking shots too. So like what I see from JBD uh, recently. Yes, it's been a great kind of come up for him after not a great camp. I mean, there's no two ways about that. Did not have a great camp, but ever since he was kind of forced into lineup due to the injuries, he's grabbed that spot. And I think he's been kind of better and better with more confidence as he goes along. I thought he was better than his partner tonight. I don't think this was Jacob Sargent's best game, but JBD uh, laying the hammer. If he can add that to his repertoire... That would be very much appreciated, I think, the way the Senators play. Still a lot of breakdowns as a team in their own zone, but I did like that from Ottawa, that they were able to get something different from that pair on the back end and uh, JBD making his presence known. A worthy standout for you, Pilsy. I'm going to go with Jake Sanderson, though. Like This guy, he is the best defenseman on the Ottawa Senators. There's some days where the offense shines through for Jacob Chikrin, where I'm like, ah, is he right there? But the overall brilliance of, uh, of Jake Sanderson at both ends of the ice and skating his way out of trouble, not into it like some experts will tell you, skating his way out of trouble is unreal. Like David Prawl in particular was trying to get a lick on him a few times on the forecheck and just a little head fake. And he's out of it. It's it's super impressive, his evasiveness and uh, his way to break free in the offensive zone, too. Dynamic. And what Cheryl Pounder said in an intermission that rung true is he's manipulating in the offensive zone. He's making people go where he wants to be able to get what's done for him to have an offensive chance. So I think Jake Sanderson's just brilliant and only going to be getting better. Yeah, I would agree with you, Ross. And that's the thing. Like, to have that skating ability is one thing. But then you got to find ways to kind of play chess while other people are playing checkers, right? Like you might as well use that to an advantage even more. And that's where you get a guy like Jake Sanderson, whose hockey IQ is high. And then he's, he's one of the best skaters we've seen as, as just a sophomore defenseman here. It's incredible what he's able to do. So Jake the Snake looking good out there. Jake the snake. I mean, you told me the cats are, are more ferocious than snakes. I think I still I did not say they're more ferocious. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I said they have better reflexes. That's it. Well, what? That My point wasn't about reflexes. <laughs> if you put a uh, snake and a cat into a ring and said fight till the death. I mean, I guess then you'd get into the semantics of are we talking about a house cat or a lion? And are we talking about a garter snake or a cobra? 
Lots of snakes, lots of cats. Uh, either way, Ross, the snake gets the last lap in this one with the win, and both him and the cat get a goal. So pretty, pretty close, but the snake gets the advantage this time. It's Ivan and the assist, right? So there you have it. Oh. And uh, did he have more? No, Moritz Sider played twenty nine fifty three at game high in this one. He looked gassed in overtime, Ross. He finished the shift and was heading off to the bench. Normally three on three overtime, like you're hustling to change. He was like controller, controller died on your PS five gliding over there. So tough night for him. And they got a back to back. I'm pretty sure they play tomorrow as well. So sheesh, that's tough for the Red Wings. Where? Wait, oh, before you go, Ross. Where are all those Red Wings fans? Uh, guys, if you were in the postcast when I had to slog through driving the bus with Martian, uh, as we usually do, and it's just Martian and I, this chat was flooded with Red Wings fans that had a whole lot to say. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the internet doesn't work for them over in Stockholm, but I don't, I don't see any Red Wings fans here. I don't see any any Red Wings yeah, fans. It's too bad. We like the engagement. Thanks for the free uh, exposure, but yeah, unfortunately not. unfortunately not. Well, we also yeah. know what happens, right? Like when when we don't have the Martian involved, we probably get a win. That's just kind of <laughs> how it's going. Uh oh, hot seat Martian. Hot seat Martian, and I I found the record before. I, I can't scroll through all, all the tweets. I'm trying to think of exactly what I said. It maybe without because it was it's me that's kind of the. The problem here when I'm not there, I believe you're 0 and 4 together. Oh, and not just 0 and 4, Ross, like O O and capital four, like it bolded for it. It's been bad. Like so I was just gonna say it's almost like when uh it's almost like when uh when I don't, I may as well just send you the graphic that says five two for the opposition. Honestly, yeah, especially if it's a, a division rival. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we do have a couple of Red Wings fans here, and we appreciate you guys joining us. And this is turning into a pretty fun rivalry uh, between the two teams, each team with one win this season. So we'll see how it continues here as we move along. We're going to move along to After Dark here as it's just about 6 o'clock. We'll have our evening sip. And with that, I want to discuss the power play. But those are our Send Central standouts after a 5-4 overtime win against the Detroit Red Wings. We'll have more on tomorrow's Locked On Senators. If you're just listening to this, head over to YouTube, like and subscribe, and then just scroll in half an hour into the show and you'll get our After Dark segment where we'll get into more fan reaction from Sweden and discuss what happened on those late power plays. We're going to discuss with Math, hope, Math hopefully have him on the show on Friday. We've also got a preview the Saturday morning tilt against the Minnesota Wild. Now, Bilzi, I know it doesn't quite feel this way because it's been eight days. It's been a long time, lots of waiting, but the Ottawa Senators are three and one in their last four games. Yeah, it feels good. And Ross, two of those wins up against division rivals. Massive. They're going to do a little cross-conference with their next game with the Minnesota Wild. So stay tuned for a full preview of that tomorrow on Locked On Senators. Thank you for joining us in the postcast after a 5-4 win for the Senators in overtime. Tim Stutzla, he steps up to the plate and smashes a line drive home run. And the Senators get the win. Again, if you want more Locked On Senators content, head over to our YouTube channel where we're going to be interactive with the chat coming up. So stick around if you're here live. It's 5-4. Senators win over the Detroit Red Wings for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been another postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Go visit the Glebe Central Pub in the heart of the Glebe. Visit them for great food, great drinks, an amazing atmosphere. It's all available to you 
at the Glebe Central Pub.